come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. A good ghoul's guide to horror. <laughs> That's not it. No. <laughs> I loved it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do it wrong. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your poltergeist, Mac. I'm your poltergeist, Debbie. I'm your poltergeist, Donna. I'm your poltergeist, Adrian, and I have no idea what direction we're going in. We're just, well, we just going. got everybody, so it was that we, direction. We, we missed one person. We have a guest. <laughs> I am your poltergeist, Ryan. Yay! We have Ryan back with us. And this week we watched uh, the first in the Christopher Lee Hammer Horror series of Dracula films, alternately titled simply Dracula in the UK or Horror of Dracula here in the United States. I have to clarify something you just said. After they made this, Mm. they made more? Yes. There's like eight. There's six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah, there's that he made over a course of 10, 15 years, yeah. I was also surprised. I was being funny. Ah! Clearly, oh. clearly, <laughs> I was not being funny. But but that was the that was yeah. the hope that it would be. Fu- Can I try it again? After they made this, they made more. <laughs> Kinsey followed a strange man out of the window last night, so she won't be here with us. We warned her about that though. She's wearing a lot more scarves now. Yeah, weird. <laughs> and pale, strangely pale. Strangely pale. Can she be pale? Has anybody ever seen Kinsey pale? Is that a possibility? I mean, there's uh, relatively pale, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the color of probably chalk. Can I get pale? Uh, well, you're the color of like pinkish chalk. You, you've got a pinkishness to you. Yeah. That's burn. <laughs> I think it's still the burrito he had on Friday. Burn it. <laughs> on Friday, Friday he had a burrito and he looked very flushed afterwards. It was a wonderful experience. <laughs> you took it home with you that night. I took it home with me. We live together now. <laughs> how 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 how's Kajal feel about that? She loves it. <laughs> Kajal's his dog, in case anyone's confused. Okay, uh, with no spoilers, should we go around to did you like it, did you not like it? Yeah. We'll start. I did not like it until I liked it, and then I didn't like it again. Interesting. That's, that's good. <laughs> I'd put myself at like a solid, like, no, I did not like it. <laughs> um, you know, there were parts of it. I mean, there was some interesting stuff going on. There was an interesting <laughs> twist that we will talk about. Um... I, I really liked the character of Mina. Uh, the effects in this one were worse than the effects in Nosferatu, the silent film made in 1922. But not as bad as uh, Lugosi's. Lugosi's, there's some, like, need I remind you of the bat puppets? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's some shenanigans going on in that movie. Actually, I have a note here that says, I saw that bat. And then... When we came back to the same shot, apparently what I saw was a leaf. I thought they had been really subtle with a bat, mm. and it wasn't. It was just yeah. a leaf. Um, I don't know. It was, it was entertaining enough for what it was. But 
something we were talking about before we started recording. I watched this on Friday night. This is Sunday morning. I barely remember the movie. Uh, I will let you know that one of my notes is, why is this movie so long? It wasn't even an hour and a half, was it? Was it? <laughs> minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's how I felt about it. Yeah. Luke and I had the exact same... At one point, I, either he or I was like, how long is this movie? And uh, we were just at an hour and 15 minutes at that point. Yeah, uh. at 15 minutes in, Harker already found Dracula. Yeah. And I was like... Like, like, not was at his house, but, like, was literally standing over his his body with a stake. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I, I, but there's a lot more stuff. Like, my my play bar <laughs> tells me that there's more of this. This looks like the end. So I don't but... understand. And, um, uh, yeah, I just felt like at one point that I would rather be sleeping or anything. But I will say, it is beautiful. Like, Hammer films are so pretty. Yes. Yeah. Gorgeous like, they sets. They really are. Yeah. Beautiful sets. Beautiful colors. Like, the 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 cut I watched was really crisp. Like, it looked better than movies that have been released five years ago. And that's an interesting... I, I want to come back to that in a minute, but I'll give my... Did I like it? Did I not like it? I think I liked the first half an hour to... 45 minutes of it but it runs out of steam yeah by the time the movie's over like I concur. the the twist i was like oh that's interesting and then uh peter cushing shows up and i'm like oh he's cool and then michael go shows up and he's alfred cool always on board with that uh <clears throat> but by the end i was like okay let's uh, yeah uh, uh, okay now he's dead okay great mm-hmm. okay i just had to I laughed while I was watching the death scene. And the reason I laughed at the death scene is recently Mac released the fourth wall Christmas special. Mm. Um, and I played a character who dies in that Christmas special. <laughs> and so I was supposed to make some death noises. So I was there going, ah, arg, ugh, hopefully with a little more emotive. But, yes. you know, and, uh, and then Mac was like, more. Ah, er, ugh. Okay, a little more. <sighs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I was reminded of that yes. as Dracula was dying. Like, I just almost see the actor going, can I be dead now? <laughs> Please, can I be dead? <laughs> Not until you give me a little more. <laughs> I want it all. Um, okay, so are we going to venture into spoiler territory now? Yep, spoilers. Well, we just mentioned Dracula died, so... I don't think that's a spoiler. Dracula dies in every Dracula movie. It's yeah. kind of his thing. And then comes yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, also, spoiler, Dracula was dead before the movie started. Good point. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we're into spoiler Except territory Dracula now. Dracula Untold. There he started out alive. Died and then came back before the end. Oh, is that is that the that's one? That's the, the Batman Begins of Dracula. It was I the one that it. just came out, right? Within the last couple of years. 2011? 2010? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It came out the same time as I Frankenstein. I was like, wow, they're redoing all of these. And I saw I Frankenstein, and there was no way I was ever seeing Dracula Untold <laughs> Dracula, after I Frankenstein. Right. Dracula Untold is better than I Frankenstein, but that is faintly damning praise. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of room. Huh? Yes, a lot of room. A lot of room. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
In the binary state of good and bad. So the big spoiler for me was that Jonathan Harker in this version is a vampire hunter, yeah. and he dies really early. <sighs> Which I <laughs> liked because there, every Dracula movie, and, and the, the story of Dracula has this sort of counterfeit buy-in from the reader or the audience where we're supposed to be like, oh, this is mysterious, and oh, like, we, we know, Harker, just go into the castle, something strange is going on. But with that turn, I was really invested in the movie for another 20 minutes. And then yeah. nothing yeah. else happened. I think that I... Because that, that's sort of my problem with a lot of vampire movies, or where my big problem with werewolf movies is they're like, it's an animal attack. I'm like, it's a fucking werewolf. Right. Get the fuck on with it, movie. Nobody is confused. Everybody knows what's going on. So I did appreciate that they didn't make us go through <clears throat> that whole, <gasps> vampires are real. What is this strange thing happening? It's like that, that moment when you're playing like a World of Darkness game or something, and your character discovers that magic exists. I hate playing that over and over again because I'm like, oh, I have to pretend to be shocked about the magic again. I'm, I remember having a long conversation with a story I wrote that almost everyone in this room hates. And the... <laughs> the I'm sorry, I just made myself laugh. But one of the... Uh, one of the um, themes in the story is that the, some of the characters can shape change. And... I was getting criticized for the timing of the other character believing and shape changing, and I was and I was telling my friend if somebody came up to me and literally shape changed from five feet away from me, I would probably look at it and go, "Neat trick, how'd you do it?" I mean, I just would not believe it, right? And mm-hmm. so, I, I feel like you, there's there's a very difficult there's a very <laughs> difficult middle ground between. What's realistic to portray and what's boring as fuck to portray, and it's mm-hmm. hard to find. Yeah, I agree. And it comes down to genre knowledge of your audience. Mm. Because yeah. if you know you're watching a horror movie and then the animal attack happens, of course it's a werewolf. Mm. If movies did more like trickery, like if you advertise something as a romantic comedy mm-hmm. and then there's an animal attack, right. it might work that way. See the marketing campaign for Event Horizon. Oof. Because that was like, look at this interesting sci-fi movie, and then you go in and you're like, oh, oh, I'm not watching a sci-fi this, this movie. This is not a sci-fi movie. <laughs> but then you end up with. I always think of Hudson Hawk, which is one of my favorite movies. I love Hudson Hawk so much. But Hudson Hawk came out just about the time Bruce Willis was really starting to get big, and so they advertise it as a big action movie starring Bruce Willis. When it's not, it is it is it is a quirky, weird, dark-ish comedy yeah which means the people who went to go see it based on the advertising campaign were unhappy and the people that would have enjoyed it didn't go to see it true true so uh, so it flopped yeah. big time at the box office which is unfortunate because it's a really good movie I mean so did Event Horizon I could not have anticipated the degree to which we were going to discuss Hudson Hawk during this discussion of <laughs> for the record you were prepared for Plan 9 I, I was well yes I'm always prepared for that <laughs> Um, I, th- I particularly like the twists when the title of your movie has the word Dracula in it. Yeah. Because I, I can't think of any, maybe, maybe, maybe Leia, maybe my daughter, who is five, would not know what Dracula is. But that's a big, big maybe, because actually she watches the show called Super Monsters, in which Dracula's son is a main character. Okay. 
So... But yeah, you could write the first half an hour of a Dracula movie in your sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. one at least throws you a curveball. What they yeah. need is J.J. Abrams going around going, it's not Dracula. It's not right. Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Dracula. <laughs> his, his, name is, his name is Bill. His name is Bill, but he's not Dracula. Okay, everybody? Everybody agree? Okay, but Bill's Dracula. actually not a great uh, different name <laughs> because that was, wasn't it Vampire Bill in True Blood? <laughs> I didn't watch True Blood. Didn't watch True Blood. The, the cute one that Suke had a thing for. Still still didn't watch True Blood. Yeah. I, I, know who lo- I, I haven't watched it. True Blood in, 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 as you continue to explain it. So. <laughs> no, it's, still not watching it. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> By the way, we're doing something different with the sound setup, so if it turns out that it really sucks, I apologize and we'll never do it again. If it works, however, we'll keep doing this. Um, there's one. I have a question for you guys. If you were walking somewhere and you suddenly realized that you didn't hear the sound of any birds or animals, would you continue? Depends on where I was. Have done. I mean, yeah, I would definitely be nervous about that. That would that would make me uncomfortable. I would go hyper alert. But if I had no other option but to continue walking, yes. I would you know what? Walking. Actually, I retract my question because he knows. He knows why there's no birds. Mm-hmm. Which now, like, I'm like, you know, Mui, I think you lied to me a little bit. Because it's really making Jonathan Harker seem like he's just Jonathan Harker mm-hmm. through the whole thing. And I'm like, hmm. Like, I almost wish it had been, like, as expected. I hear no birds. There was a, uh, I, I always go back to the opening episode of, of Supernatural. Are you surprised now, Mac, that I'm bringing up Supernatural? Never. Okay. Um, and in the opening episode... <laughs> Mock, yes. Supernatural, not so much. In the opening episode of Supernatural, Mary Winchester uh, acts like she doesn't know what's going on when lights start flickering and, and the air starts getting cold. No, the air doesn't start getting cold. Never mind. But, like, she's very confused that there's evidence of supernatural activity. And if you watch ahead... Mary Winchester was the one who was a hunter, so she should not have been. I don't think they had that planned at the time. I don't care. Because by the time we get to Mary Winchester was a hunter, we are past the point at which they thought the series was, series was over. No, this, that, that happened in uh, season three. They revealed Mary Winchester was did the hunter. It? Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I, have a I still think you did. Yeah, yeah. You do have a podcast. Season three of Supernatural Kids Ask Your Parents because it was 1900 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 11. Okay. <laughs> if that makes you feel better. That's a, that's a middle schooler. Yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> same problem where somebody who should have known what was going on acted like they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Also, for a hunter, he's just generally really fucking bad at his job. Yeah. Like, step one of his whole thing is to knock everything off of the table because he has the spatial awareness of a cat. Yeah. What about, I mean, it was a great shot when he's bending over to pick it up and you see the white dress behind him. It's a terrifying shot because you know he's in Dracula's house. But the hunter's not looking for vampires? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have, like, a failsafe, a cross, some garlic? Yeah, I'm like, spatial awareness, dude. Just, yeah. just pay attention to your surroundings if you're a fucking supernatural vampire hunter. Agreed. <sighs> the other great shot from the opening, and I think, like, the whole movie is almost worth this shot, is Christopher Lee standing atop the stairs, shot from below. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely like a super power pose, and he's like 
19 feet tall without the stairs. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a great shot. It was. This movie is so full of great shots. Uh, it's a shame about all of the women's hair being so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they all have the same mullet. Yeah. Oh, what the Beehive was. almost, but sort of, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like long it in the like, back and then everything up here. Like, it was like a short shag with extensions down the back. Yeah, and, it's and, like... And a little mini beehive. Where oh, okay. you would put a headband and forward <clears throat> is all cut about as long as Ryan's hair. So, <laughs> those of you enjoying the video feed. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, in the, it, it, I kind of came back to this aesthetic. It almost reminds me of the aesthetic of the original series on Star Trek. They, it's the same hairdo <sighs> that all of the ladies in miniskirts had in that. Just a little yeah. bit of beehive and yeah. a little bit of other stuff and just some of the natural hair peeking out. But, you know, here's <laughs> the thing. Like, like, Uhura and that Yaoman... Yaoman Rand. Yeah, had different haircuts. Yeah, she had some sort of Bri- uh, uh, woven t- yeah, basket sort of thing. But yeah. no, listen. All three of the women in this movie had the same shitty haircut. I thought for a minute that Mina didn't, but then they have that shot at night where her hair is down, and it's the same <laughs> shitty haircut. They all three identical, and I'm like, did they? Was there just a blowout sale on this wig? For the record, Uhura and Nurse Chapel had the same haircut, but that's another discussion for another time. <laughs> that haircut had a name. The sh- shit mullet. I the wanna, hammer. The hammer. <laughs> I actually want to back up to the very beginning of the movie. Um, does anyone remember the word Jonathan Harker used to describe Dracula's castle? No. Innocuous. <laughs> he used the word... <laughs> Innocuous. I do not think it means what you think it means. To describe Dracula's castle, which, by the way, had great big giant Nazi eagles in front of it. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, I'm about done with Nazi symbolism, by the way. And I know this was made in 1958, but... Uh, I hate to tell you this, but Dracula's an anti... Immigration story. Oh, I get it. I do. I'm just saying I'm about done with it. So I actually, I agree that Dracula is generally an anti-immigration story. This version seemed very not that, though. Because Christopher Lee's accent was the same as everyone else's. That's true. And the cities were Klausenberg and Karlstadt that they mentioned. Yeah. So Which was apparently like five minutes away. They were all <laughs> in one country the entire movie. Yeah. And then they had that line, um... Victims consciously detest being dominated by vampirism, uh, vampirism, but are unable to relinquish the practice, similar to addiction to drugs. <clears throat> Is that when uh, Van Helsing's doing his podcast? Yeah, yeah. when Van Helsing's doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the old podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the way... What an elitist snob is he? Because when the butler came in for apparently no other reason than to ask, were you talking to somebody, how hard would it have been for him to say, oh, it's a phonograph. I was recording my own voice. That would have been not difficult at all. Instead, he was like, I was talking to myself. Be gone, peasant. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Be sure to like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) I said we should close the show out now. Be gone, peasants. Serious effect. I uh, I know. felt like the theme of <laughs> this movie was something more along the lines of sluts get cut. Oof. Do not disagree. Because <laughs> yeah. all three of these women looked like they wanted to get fucked, and they all got 
dead. I thought that was the effect of Dracula. There was one of them, I, I believe it was Mina, when uh, when Dracula was coming at her. And that, man, that was kind of sexy. Yeah. Dude! Okay, that was the part I liked. That was where I was like, <laughs> I like this movie. That, that was, that was kind of sexy where she, she, she's backing away, but at the same time, she's got this come get me big boy look at her eyes, and he's coming at her, and it was just, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. the sexiest thing I've seen in a long time. Dude, where everyone's like, still wait, like, I was half asleep during this movie, and then I saw that, and I was like, "Hello, like, <laughs> come on, man." Uh, yeah, exactly. I thought that was uh, it. That it was hot. I mean, this is why Twilight exists. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think Twilight exists because Stephanie Meyer caught an episode of Buffy and didn't realize it, and then decided to write a book about it. If you are trying to suggest that there's any similarity between Buffy and Twilight outside of there being a vampire in it, we're going to fight. There's uh, no a, vampires in Twilight. A, a human girl falling in love with a vampire, how she pitched it, there is that through line in Buffy. I think okay. It's hard to I mean, that's like saying... Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am offended, though. I'm okay with that. But I just... I. <laughs> I feel like they really played up all these... Like, these women looked like they wanted sex. Um, like, uh, fucking Lucy in her bed, like, jumping up and opening the window and then laying down and being like... Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, drool on myself. That's all right. No, there, was, there actually was a very noir feel to it, which follows, given when it was made in the, you know, in the 50s, uh, with, with the women being kind of deceitful and not trustworthy. You couldn't really trust what they were telling you. Can't trust a bitch who wants to get fucked. Okay, that was a much cruder way of saying <laughs> what, I, what I said, but okay. But yeah, I, 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 sure. I, but when I say it, everybody gets mad. <laughs> yeah, I just I felt like you could really see the influence of film noir yeah. in in some of the way the women were portrayed. In a not good way, I'm gonna add. Okay. To that, like I don't know this this film bothered me pretty immediately whenever he walked into the or whenever he's met by Dracula's wife. And uh, she's like, save me, he's got me trapped. And he's like, allow me to smile at you in a charmingly lopsided way and say, what? I don't understand. I wrote down a quote for that scene. Reason? You ask for a reason? Isn't it enough that he keeps me locked up in my house against my will? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? What? I don't, I don't under, I can't hear it when women talk. <laughs> So if he's a vampire hunter, does he know she's a vampire at that point? Is that why he's being such an obtuse asshole? Or is he just, just obtuse? Terrible. I, mean, I don't think he did, because her being a vampire would imply that she was powerful, and I don't think... He could acknowledge he a could woman acknowledge having that. power. Yeah, so... And, well, isn't that the scene where Dracula had said, all right, well, I gotta go out for a couple of days, I'll be back, you know, later, and then he suddenly shows up in that scene, and I'm like, isn't he supposed to be, like, gone? That was actually, that was right after Harker had arrived, and there was a note that said, I'm sorry, I couldn't meet you. There was an implication that we weren't going to see Dracula that night, but no, I'm No, not. like, he showed up, and he's like, okay, I'm here, make yourself at home. Also, I'm leaving now for a couple of nights, so I'll okay. be back. And then he finds Mina. No. What was that chick's name? I don't the, know. The wife's name? Dracula's wife. Okay, Dracula's wife, and <laughs> then actually... suddenly he is there, and, like... 
fights her off of him? Is it because he wants him? I there don't was, understand. There was two times we met her. There was one right after Harker arrived, and then he knocked his plate off, and he knelt down and was picking his stuff up, and she came up behind him. Mm-hmm. And then Dracula arrived, and I, I do want to commend them, though, because when he fought... When Dracula fought her off of Harker, there was no punching, there was no slapping, there was none of that. I mean, he grabbed her. Yeah. But there was, he didn't beat her up. He just yeah. threw pulled her, her right through her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, I'm reaching here. I'm reaching <laughs> for no, something no, to appreciate. I like when Harker got locked into his room. He was just like, oh, well, time for another charming smile, I guess. You know, I uh, I started last episode, I started my manliness scale of Jonathan Harker. Uh-huh. I gave him a seven to start with, but he dropped to a six. <laughs> but on the hotness scale, I give Dracula an eight in this one. Uh-huh. He was pretty damn hot. I gave Bella Lugosi a seven, because he was, he was hot, but he wasn't as hot. Yeah, he didn't do the move that uh, Christopher Lee did. Move. Christopher Lee's very stately. Yeah. Here's and the, it was so strange for me to see him young because I've only ever seen him as Saruman. <laughs> or Dooku. Oh, yeah. I want to put that out of my mind. And so, yeah, I like could not stop looking at him because I was just like, so this is what you look like, you know. Yeah. Before gravity. Which is, not, thing, which is not actually that different. No. Yeah. He aged pretty but, well. Yeah. You, you could have put the, that Saruman outfit on him and you would have been like, oh, there you are. Hello, Saruman. <laughs> I'm trying to picture a Saruman, and he's just Dooku. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, he, he's the mad scientist in Gremlins 2. For, for um, but yeah, when Dracula did show up, did you notice that Harker asked him not a question about the prisoner? Mm. Not a single question about. She was oh, hey, a woman. Hey, this this chick showed up and said you're keeping a prisoner here. What's up with that? Nothing. Ryan, well, I mean, you, you're wanting to say something. Okay, the, sorry, this is a little off. Um, <laughs> the difference for me between Lugosi and Lee is that Lee speaks like this very crisp English. Yeah. Um, and as my understanding is it from the monster show by David J. Scowl, is Bella Lugosi didn't speak English, but phonetically memorized each of his lines. It's like just the, the difference there is just astounding. Okay, I thought you said fanatically for a second. I was like... <laughs> actually, there would have been a little bit of fanaticism involved True. in phonetically memorizing your lines. Yes. That actually follows because there was some interesting enunciation in those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes it... Uh, that's believable. Yeah. I believe I heard that Jackie Chan did that as well in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He got it after all. He's so good in Russia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lugosi yeah. eventually learned English. Okay. But early on with... Yeah, I mean, in some of the Ed Wood movies, they uh, <laughs> he, he had English down. I'm imagining him going throughout his normal life, only being able to express himself via Dracula lines. <laughs> <laughs> the children of the night! <laughs> you mean your dog? The children of the night! <laughs> they make beautiful music. <laughs> Welcome to Shakey's. Can I take your order? I never drink wine. Okay, sir. Um, what do you want? <laughs> Not wine. <laughs> Not wine. Uh, so I have a question. Whenever Harker goes down to the incredibly easy to locate burial area and finds the wife in her casket and finds Dracula in his casket um, and then inexplicably chooses to kill the wife first... 
Yeah, he, he looks at Dracula and like, ah, I found you. My goal, <laughs> finally. <laughs> this is the end of this movie. Oh, there's a woman to stab. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to stab a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so while he's pounding the stake into her, and I do kind of like how brutal they made the stake pound. Yeah. Like, this isn't Buffy. This is like, I'm going to take a mallet and a stake, and I'm going to pound it into you several times while you fucking scream. I mean, yeah, it was believable that you were going through ribs. Yeah. And, and yeah. the the blood, the telltale hammer blood spurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, so while he's doing that, Dracula, quite silently, gets up out of his coffin, goes up the stairs, leaves the basement door open, <laughs> does something, and then comes back. Yes, he went up the stairs so he could come down and make an entrance. Yeah, and I'm like, did, <laughs> did he literally just leave the basement so he could come back down and make an I'm entrance? Gonna, I'm gonna go. Um, he, he went, actually, there was a great moment when he first woke up when you saw fear. <clears throat> I really appreciated that, that he was afraid when he woke up. He was like, oh, fuck, I got problems here. But yes, I, I do see a moment where he was like, this is the situation that calls for an entrance. Yeah. I'll be right back. Well, and you <laughs> were describing it, because it happened off... off camera and yeah. so but as you were describing it I'm picturing him like quietly getting out of his coffin and like tiptoeing up the stairs <laughs> like like I wish you could see your pantomime it's delightful I, I, I'm picturing him like the emperor's new groove like that dude going I think Terrence Fisher knew the best shot in the movie was Dracula at the top of the stairs and it didn't matter what else was going on he was getting that shot in there twice <laughs> Whatever we do, we've got to get Dracula at the top of the stairs. Come on. <laughs> okay, How do we so make that happen? That or they got one one shot, and the editor was like, oh, this is gold. <laughs> Keep printing. But I have two notes, right? Like, I have, like, is it two or three notes? Oh, two notes on that scene. And my first one is, why do her first? And my second is, where did Drac go? What did he do? What is that where he came... Wait, what did he do when he came down the stairs? He just came down the stairs. And then he shut the door, right? Behind him, So it yeah. was like he peeked in, was like, hey, <laughs> and light I, ran. I, I think... <laughs> it's like whack a drag, like, where you from? Whack a drag. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Harker's journal, by the way, so he, he realizes he's been bitten, and he realizes that there's a good chance he's going to turn. Okay, so he gets out his journal, and he starts writing in it, and he says, I hope that whatever finds this, whoever finds this, knows the necessary steps to take. And then he puts his fucking pen down. How about you pick the pen back up and go, one, acquire a stake. Two, acquire a hammer. Three, apply stake. Like, that seems like a really good place to address yes. the necessary steps. Yes. Yeah. Have, okay, so he also said knows the necessary steps to release my soul. And I was like, joke's on you, gingers don't have souls. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, says, no, as a ginger. Says the ginger, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I guess he just then like threw his journal out into he the road? It somewhere. Uh, so he, no one could find it. What I don't understand with this whole sequence was how did he get to the basement with like 15 minutes of sunlight left? <laughs> like he maybe, was searching all day and it seemed like like Adrian said not hidden it was just <laughs> like an open basement right outside the door yeah. Pract- with practically a sign saying vampires hiding here yeah well and then also later on Inga the bar girl was like I found this in the road 
he wanted me to burn it, but here it is. And I'm like, where the fuck did you get it? I mean, in the road. She got it in the road. But wow, <laughs> wow. How did it get to the road? <laughs> um. Also, I really like that Van Helsing just fucking barges into Dracula's castle yelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have an important public service announcement about dental health for vampires. Mm-hmm. Because those vampires went to sleep with blood on their fangs. Oh, and that yeah. shit, that's going to stain, that's going to erode those teeth. Vamps, you got to brush those teeth before you lay down for the morning. But are the supernatural fang outcroppings immune to normal tartar? I don't know that they would build up tartar because or they're not going to have food remaining in their teeth. Yeah. But blood, blood's nasty. Blood, blood will. Well, and if they sink into like a diabetic, I mean, that sugar is going to get up in there. That's true. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a good way to get some decay. Good point. Good point. Yeah. A high blood sugar victim. Mm, you can end up with disease. You can end up with some caries in there. Right. Guys, yeah. yeah. Brush teeth, vamps. Okay. They're your most important feature. Unless you're Bela Lugosi, who never showed his fangs. But there were fangs. There were fangs. These vampires one. had fangs. Yes. And really nice fangs. And yes, occasionally they blood. They had fangs that looked nicer than fangs in some movies now. Like, they yeah. spoke. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick no you. Problem. They spoke and, like, walked around and had these fangs in their mouths, and they were pretty natural with it, which I think is a step above. Um, many. And that's really hard to do, and I'll tell you from experience, because in the video we did for the writing group, where Kaz plays a vampire, it took hours to try to get the, the fangs on him, and they never really worked, so they only appear in one quick shot where he turns around and bears them, and they only work for about that two seconds before they just, boom, fall out. <laughs> you can super glue them to your teeth. He was not really hip to that idea. You can. I looked yeah. it up whenever I was a vampire <laughs> for Halloween one year. You can super glue them to your teeth. Um, you shouldn't do it like every day. Right. It's not It's not good for you, but you. It, basically your saliva will erode the super glue oh, okay. over time. Huh. So it's... Are we talking years? No, no. Like the end of the night, like you can get them off pretty wow. easily at any point. The, the fang, the adhesive that came with the fang was a joke. Yeah. 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 It's bullshit. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can super glue if you're not, if you're not Cass, who's... Right. This does answer your question about the bad haircuts though. The budget went to the, to the fans. <laughs> yeah. They knew where the money was. And and red gonna... paint. All, all, everything above the line is red paint, fangs, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, the line, everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, got, they got like a bulk deal on the wigs. <laughs> there was a shot of Lucy after she turned where she was kind of hiding in the forest. And I think it's when she saw Tanya and she smiled. And I swear to God, that smile was the inspiration for Fright Night. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that was that yeah. smile looked, could have been on the poster of Fright Night. She looked like the 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 girl vamp from Fright Night. Yeah. Also, her hair was different there. Her hair was like combed out or something. Yeah. It's also possible the girl in Fright Night intentionally looked like the girl from Horror of Dracula. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Certainly, um, certainly. My other issue with Van Helsing just barging into Dracula's castle is he doesn't have anything with him. <clears throat> yeah. He doesn't have like a bag of steaks. He literally goes down to the basement. He's like, "Oh, good. There's a steak here." Oh, hand, hand Thank God. <laughs> and um, 
And I have two two problems with that. One, Van Helsing's supposed to be the more experienced of the two. Yeah. At least Harker had a fucking steak and a mallet with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, Drac didn't clean that shit up. He's like, oh, the only thing that can kill me, I'll just leave it on the floor. It'll be fine. That's awesome. In his defense, he was not expecting visitors. Additional visitors. Like <laughs> Superman leaving Kryptonite out of the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. I'll, I'll clean this up tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I, like, if I pick it up, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I paused to watch Hamilton on the Kennedy Center Honors. It was very good. Hamilton. They showed the whole thing? No, they did. They did a version of the Schuyler Sisters. They mm-hmm. did... Um, uh, one last time, and they did. And the cuts to the crowd during one last time were pretty nice. primo. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'll say yeah. on that. <laughs> I thought they did one more. Did they only do two? I have only seen the two, Maybe but there could have been two. a third one. I was elsewhere in the room while Laura was playing. Yeah. Um, and then we get to whatever town it is that we're from. <laughs> I don't remember what town that is. I think it was Karlstadt. Carlson. I think they have Dracula's in Klausenberg and the uh, cast uh, Harker and Holmwood and uh, Van Helsing are in Karlstad. Mm-hmm. Y'all paid way more attention to this movie than I did. Um, I This is about the point where I started going, I really love how we get all these little tidbits from all these different versions that mm-hmm. go into... Um, to me, Dracula is the play, the Dracula play, and we did it at the Muskogee Little Theater when I was younger and it's got Renfield it's got the what beautiful music they make it's got Mina and Lucy and Dracula being in love with Mina and and all these little bits that are in some of the movies but not all of them and so I just kind of enjoy watching okay that came from that movie and that Uh came from that movie the Lugosi was based on the play because he played Dracula in the play yeah Mm -hmm. heavily I appreciated that this version did not have Renfield because I spent a lot of time in Dracula things, even when I was reading Dracula, being like, the fuck is he even doing in this story? How did he get there? Why is he there? How did, like, I want the origin. Like, how did he meet Dracula? Why did Dracula send him? Like, what is Renfield even doing? I'm trying to remember what vampire series I read where they called humans in thrall. They just called them Grinfields. Mm. Mm. I think I've read that in a few things. Or seen that in a few things. I think this was in the Sonya Blue series. Which, if you haven't read it, you should. It's fantastic. It's really dark and gritty and kind of gross and nasty. But it's so good. Okay. Also, I felt... Around this point in the movie, I was really bored with the Uh movie and I started thinking about other things um, and I was wondering or not wondering but I felt like this movie started at the end of Mm -hmm. something yes and I was like I kind of want to see Renfield and Harker being hunters yeah like this feels like the season finale or something where Harker dies yeah. like this feel like the beginning of this movie feels like the end of some other movie yeah 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 I, I, I made the same note you know, of course I also made the note wait what's happening with Mina which I've made on every single Dracula movie we've watched <laughs> yeah. up until this point um, you know, I feel like you could, like, even in the book, what's happening, like, mm-hmm. 
I think that this is one of the issues with making, like, everybody talks about how you, there's never been a really good adaptation of Dracula, and I think that's because even the book is not a very good, like, like cohesive plot. It's like a collection of sort of creepy slash interesting things that don't seem to really connect. Like, Renfield, that's interesting and creepy, and the whole, like, ship coming with the captain lashed to the steel, like, that's amazing. But the whole time I'm like, but wait, why? The boat scene is so amazing in the novel. Yeah, it's so good, but also, why? (laughs) I should just read this novel sometimes. No. I mean... Okay, listen, if you're going to read it, I tried to read it several times, and I was just like, I can't fucking do this. But audible.com... (laughs) Audible.com <laughs> for Audible listeners. Uh, Not they... sponsored of Beyond the Cannon Ruins. Um, don't use the promo code BEYOND. <laughs> no, seriously, don't. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Or it might, but not for us. Not you for can us. use it, it just won't get you any discounts. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Audible has a version of it that has like Tim Curry and yes, Alan Cumming All right, no. that are doing yeah. some of the, the voice act or the narration voice I feel like at this point it's really voice acting mm-hmm. and and that's what got me through it I was just like alright I can listen right. to them do this yeah yeah. the thing I question in every Dracula adaptation is why keep the character names from the novel yeah. a lot of the time like mm-hmm. I get keeping Jonathan Harker I think that was some good gamesmanship yeah but keeping the Homewoods and Lucy and Mina, who have no relationship to those characters from the novel, right? Mm. I just don't quite get it. Is including you can switching, make up new names, including switching who Harker's into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was into Mina, now he's into Lucy, and Mina's married to someone else. I think it kept me interested for longer than I might have been otherwise, because I'm paying attention mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. because I'm not. Writing the rest of the movie in my head. All right, I'm like, okay, okay. And, you know, Dracula's in love with that one. That one really likes Dracula, and yeah, yeah. Um, I I would agree with that, but then at the by the end, it doesn't it doesn't hold together. I'm just saying it keeps me there longer than I would have otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that this is just a problem with Dracula. Like, you know. <sighs> One of the things that I appreciate about retellings is when they do something really different. Yeah. Uh, let's take, for example, Romeo and Juliet. This is a story that has been told over and over and over again. And if somebody was like, here's Romeo and Juliet, I would be like, hooray, let's watch this movie again. Star-crossed lovers, and then they die at the end, yeah. and the best friend gets killed, and I liked him best anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Why did she know Mercutio? Seriously. Anyway. Um... Because it was written for Ben Affleck originally. <laughs> but, but I think that love. two of my... Yeah, yeah, okay. She gave me this look like, what planet are you from? <laughs> two of my favorite retellings of Romeo and Juliet is the Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah. And part of that is just like... The, like, because it's a music video. Like, that movie yeah. is just a music video. It's fucking pretty to look at. About and about DiCaprio? Yeah. Okay. And, and they talk about reaching for my... What was it, Albert? Yeah. Rapier. And they reach for a rapier and they pull up a gun that's got the label rapier on it. Yeah. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, so there's, like, that one is just completely style. Yeah. Like, that is just a style, style movie. And then my other favorite retelling of Romeo and Juliet is Warm Bodies. Hmm. The zombie Hmm. movie with R, the zombie, and Julie, the human chick. Hmm. 
Like, and so I find that those things are really interesting, but Dracula never gets that treatment. The closest you get is Nosferatu, where they're like, uh, Nina. <laughs> the fourth wall, season one. <clears throat> the fourth wall, season one. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> what was that, Matt? There was phlegm in my throat. <laughs> Did you want to talk about... There was phlegm in my throat. <laughs> what happens with Dracula is... We can talk like about me. the fourth wall! No, I'm sorry. I think what happens with Dracula is that the creative team always feels like they like the novel, and the novel has just never been done justice. And so if they just get the novel right this time, it will make up for all the other ones. But because they feel like that that hasn't happened, they keep doing, like, basic bitch covers. Yes! <laughs> Yes. Um, I know everyone loves Weezer's cover of Africa. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's that's the same problem. I think Toto's version of Africa is incredible because it's just like balls to the wall. Everyone's singing in their highest voice and everyone's going crazy. And so Weezer's like come down version just mm-hmm. emphasizes the patently stupid lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you're going to do like the cover, like Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails yeah. completely reinvents the song. Yeah. For cash, and I think that's what you need to do with a remake or an adaptation. Yeah, yeah. And I just we, feel like we might have to fight, by the way, because the chorus of Weezer's "Africa" is just so powerful. But you can't scream along with it in your car, which is the only thing that Africa had going for it in the first place. Is screaming along, "I bless the as you're no. blasting 90 down the highway. Yeah. No. Without that, there's no point. The song shouldn't exist if you can't scream it going 90. Note to self, never ride with Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was making a note to self, ride with Ryan. Have Africa queued up. I'm, I'm with I was Adrian. more concerned about the 90 down the... I call shotgun. Sure. Wait, No. I get shotgun. I called shotgun. It was my idea. She I called it. it. I mean, but it's my idea. It's, we've got it recorded that I called shotgun. God damn it, Donna. <laughs> damn it. So are we going to talk about Star Wars or what? Can I talk about cross-matching? I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did they cross-match those two before they put blood from one into the other? Oh, my God. They could have killed her. I was it was 1885. They were just like, blood's blood, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually my first thought when I was like, oh, God, they've got blood going from Arthur into Mina. Well, let's hope she's not madly coagulating in her veins right oh, now. Ooh, that would be horrible. Yeah, it would be horrible. Yeah. But, I mean, it was already horrible, so I mean, is it yeah. any more horrible? Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Is Dracula a Christmas story? No. Oh Next God. question. <laughs> uh, it takes place in December. Yeah. In the novel, it spends like four fucking pages describing the snow and these kids fucking sledding down a hill. That's the remake I want to see. Dracula. A Christmas story. We can put it out into the universe We could combine it with Dickens and, and Dracula could learn the true meaning of Christmas? Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be great. Or just Dracula enters the room. I am are the you, ghost are you of writing Christmas this down? Pack. I am not. I, I am cashed out on both of those ideas right now. <laughs> Mac went for his phone. I was like, he's yeah. going to write that damn story. Uh, oh, I have another. Dracula just did this for the entrance. So this kid, who is really hot, shows up to give... No, run that sentence by me again. 
kid. kid who's really hot. hot. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm just checking to make sure I heard it right. Keep going. Uh, the dude, the dude that gives Mina. She the... likes dirty waifs. That's all right. I'm just checking to make dirty... sure I heard it right. That's all I was doing. A dirty waif shows up to give Mina the message that her husband wants to see her. And Mina's like, cool. And she goes and she finds Dracula in his like he's in his coffin. Yeah. And he exits the coffin to attack her, to pounce yeah. upon her. Um, so I wanna I wanna get this the scene straight. Dracula gets out of his coffin, casually goes to this dirty wave, is like, yo, here's some money, and you should go to this house. I'm her husband. It's totally legit, I promise. Go do this. The kid does that. Dracula gets back into his coffin. He needed a nap. <laughs> so he can wait there for Mina to show up so that he can then slowly slide the top off of his coffin to make his dramatic grand entrance to her. And I just don't get the need for the subterfuge. He knows where she lives. He doesn't need her to come he to can't him. can't slowly take the lid off of his <laughs> coffin at her house, Donna. That's, That's probably right. a real expensive coffin. He needs to show it off. Yeah. So. You, you did say it was for the entrance. Yeah. I mean, right. That's all I can figure out. That's the thing we keep talking about with this movie. There's no logic, but there are some beautiful entrances. Yeah. <laughs> it well, sacrifices logic constantly. It's kind of like the, the novel, entrances. though. Like, that's there's true. not a lot of logic, but there's some good entrances. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and like that scene would kind of make sense if there were a Renfield in this movie, because you'd be like, oh, Renfield gave the kid the, the message. But there's not, so Dracula has to do this himself. And I'm just like, all right, getting up in the morning, get dressed, make sure I got the money for the kid, here you go, all right, get back in the coffin, straighten out my suit, make sure my cape's down here, all right, we're good to go. Mina, anytime now. Just play Candy Crush while I wait. <laughs> this is incidentally when I paused the movie to go watch the share part of Kennedy Center Honors. It was pretty good. Plus. Donna, can you tell me what happens when you slap somebody in the face? Because, <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's that. Because <laughs> I'm going to hit you back, I mean, to start with. Um, there's a bruise? Well, What are we going for here? He slaps the maid in the face. Oh, to yeah. To calm her down. Fuck that shit. And I just... And this isn't the only movie that that happens in, but... Um, I have like I haven't been hit in the face a lot, mm-hmm. but every time I have ever been hit in the face, my reaction is a visceral, deep fucking anger oh, no. and lashing out. Like the last time somebody hit me in the face, I think I like I shoved. I'm I'm tiny and I shoved okay. them pretty far away. One time somebody hit me in the face with something, like they threw something out of a car, and like I fucking cried. It didn't hurt that bad. I just cried because I was so angry. No, you you are right. I I was I was hit in the face, and the freak out that ensued was epic. It's still going on. (laughs) A little bit. There is there is still a little bit of the I'm going to kill you freak out. My daughter has occasionally accident. She's five, so she has occasionally accidentally hit me in the face, and there's always every time it happens this like 
and it, like I just shut down for a second because otherwise I'm like I don't want to hurt my child <laughs> and she hit me in the face and I am I have an emotional rage response to that uh, I just don't like it whenever I see somebody slap somebody in a movie to calm them down I'm just like fuck you like that is the opposite reaction of what you're going to get yeah like if you slap me in the face I will I, I will at the very least push you. We are not going to have a common rational conversation after that. And I don't know if that's like some PTSD or what, but I think it is a like I remember being a kid and I was taking karate and I was like a higher belt sparring a like a green belt. And he got in he got in a punch to the face that I was not expecting and I whooped his ass after that. <laughs> like I was like, no, I'm no longer just letting you spar. I'm going to beat you down. And it was like almost, a, like you said, just a natural, just a I don't response know. that I couldn't help. I don't know what any of you are talking about. I can't get to sleep without being slapped in the face <laughs> three or four times. No kink shaming. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever gets you through the night. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we should look at wrapping up. What else do we have? Ryan, you always have good stuff. Yeah, I'm about out. Um, but I have one more logical question. So Jonathan gets bitten, right? And his reaction is, I hope that someone can save my soul. I've been bitten once. I'll definitely turn into a vampire. So what's going on at the end? Is it Mina or Lucy? I get confused because Jonathan was with Mina in the book. Yeah. Um, I think he's with Lucy in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mina, so Mina's Mina was at the end. Arthur's wife, yeah. So at the end, Mina, who's been bitten multiple times, mm -hmm. just turns back after Dracula dies? They had established it earlier when... What it's just foreplay with the women. That Lucy <laughs> Lucy had the burn on her on her, her face. Yeah. Lucy had the burn on her face. Mina had the burn on oh, her hand. Okay. Lucy had the burn on her face and after they staked her it faded away. Right. Yeah. But why did Okay, you know what it is? I think. Okay. You kill the master vampire, the others revert. It's the Independence Day uh, theory. Kills which the then, yeah, yeah. Which then goes back to the fucking why did did you just want to murder this woman? Why did you stake her first? Because you could have just staked Dracula and she would have been fine. He wanted practice. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, um, the stake is very phallic. Yes. I know they couldn't really show sex in the hammer devil film, you say. But uh, <laughs> the hammering in seemed very much like a sex thing. Yeah, all so much of like vampires are generally. I have a new suggestion for quote. The hammering in. We could indeed start including a the polterguide quote in <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Um, Fan interaction. What was your favorite there, <laughs> there was a weird humor moment. Where Dracula's horse and carriage goes bursting through that dude's oh, gate, yeah. and the dude is like, rawr, 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 and he goes out and he starts fixing it, and then moments <laughs> later, um, what was I doing when that Helsing comes through yeah. and breaks the gate again, and the guy's like, rawr. and I was just like, that's a that's a very strange moment to have in this movie, and also that character having that cough. It was a distracting thing that they never addressed, and it just yeah. seemed it just seemed like a bad idea to me. Yeah. The humor one I liked was when The Undertaker had the, the old man come in to see his wife and died, and The Undertaker said, he came to pay his last respects, and he remained to share them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I did like the dusting effect on Dracula, though, when he... Really? Oh, I yeah. hated it. I liked that, too. I loved yeah. it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the dead vampire it. effects were, were good. Yeah. Mm. And which, which I think segues into my last thought. To this movie's credit, it actually has an ending. Whereas Nosferatu and the original Dracula like just stopped just, running after, just, in the middle of the scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of ideas. Stop filming. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. That's, this one, this one definitely had an ending. Yeah, and yeah. that's a good thing. Yes. Quick question, because I just can't really remember who got which was the which woman got buried alive, or not alive? She just got buried. Mina. And that was to Arthur's make her into wife. a vampire. Why was she buried? I, I I assume he was trying to keep her safe until nightfall. Okay, that's what Luke said. I was like, why is he burying her? And he was like, maybe to keep her out of the sun. I was like, it takes a long time to dig a hole. And you've already got a basement. <laughs> yeah, you have a like castle right there. So much quicker to take yeah. her to the basement. Get some fucking velvet curtains. Was this Dracula's super strength or no? It seemed like no. It seemed like, like he had he regular was a little, strength. Like physical contact, contact averse. Like he didn't want to yeah. go into melee mode. He was more happy to he keep his distance. He fought Jonathan down when, yeah. he, when he had, when he and Jonathan he fought. Had a good foot or two on Jonathan though. Point remaining. However, seven feet tall. <laughs> Van Helsing threw him off. There was there, when 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 Dracula was on Van Helsing. Van Helsing was able to throw Dracula off. So I'm going to go. Not a lot stronger than normal. I, maybe like a seven foot tall person, which he was stronger <laughs> than everyone else. Yeah, Van Helsing was probably like lifting per- to prepare for the fight with Dracula. Oh, sure, you sure. think he was yeah. lifting to prepare, but he didn't bring a fucking bag of steaks with him into the known vampire's house home? That All I want mistake. now is Peter Cushing's exercise video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping he get one of those. What are those? I don't know what they're called. The the bands you put around you just shake. Yeah. You don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are those I think that I think Ryan's got the name of them. Those bands you put around you and yeah. you just shake and you don't do anything. Exercise I'm pretty, felt. Sure, I'm pretty sure that's the name. But I think an exercise, exercise belt is a legit thing. Like squatting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You put yeah, the yeah, exercise yeah. belt on to keep your back straight. Maybe it's a vibromatic. I'm gonna go with vibromatic. Vibromatic that sounds, sounds like exactly like they would name it in the fifties. Yeah. 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 In the fifties. <laughs> Well, Let's just assume everything in the 50s was a sex thing. Let's, it probably let's be was. honest, <laughs> with the right application... Death of Stalin, Eisenhower, <laughs> all of it was a sex thing. Okay, anything else? And just, then just real quick, I did notice that this was the origin story for Saruman, Grand Moff Tarkin, and... Alfred Pennyworth. Star Wars! That we, was three. We left out Star Wars. That was pretty much it, just pointing out mm-hmm. we had... Uh, what's his name? Which I had also not seen other than as an older gentleman in Star Wars. So I couldn't quit looking at him either because I was just like, this is a different... Look at you! You know? Different uh, look for him. I kept count of all the times we mentioned Batman and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Only three of each. Yeah. I should have kept count of Star Trek. There was a lot more Star <laughs> yeah. Trek. It's a little bit of Star Trek and more Hudson Hawk than we thought. Yes. <laughs> more Hudson Hawk than you thought. Okay. Everybody was comfortable with the level of Hudson Hawk going in. <laughs> I, Am I alone I on this one? I have to admit... I don't even know what Hudson Hawk is. Never yeah. heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, you god! It sounds like a comic book See, character, though. With Donna, at least I knew what Hudson Hawk was. You, you go Hudson old, gold star. Like a 1960s Stanley failed creation. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what Hudson Hawk is. Hudson Hawk jumping off of buildings, using his wings to fly <laughs> criminals. <laughs> because we are already over an hour, and my New Year's resolution is to keep us under an hour, I'm not going to talk about Hudson Hawk anymore. We are instead going to talk about our rule. Hey, hey, hey. 
This is my job. I wrote it down. I'm sorry. Adrian. It's our rule, which Matt has. Uh, always kill Dracula first. Yes. Would have solved a lot of problems. Would have, the movie would have ended at 15 minutes. It would have been a nice little short hammer film. Yes. Yeah. A quote goes to Ryan. Of course you are shocked and bewildered. Because you're watching this fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) And our poll is Donna. Our poll question is, how do you think this movie would have played out differently if they would have told Mina about Dracula? We should have talked about how they didn't tell women anything. We can talk about that now. They didn't tell women anything. They also didn't listen to a fucking thing any woman said or paid any attention to what they were doing. Yep. And it seemed like a lot of this could have been prevented if they just, like, listened and just... Like, if, uh... Who was the first one who died? Lucy? Lucy. Mm-hmm. If they told Lucy, like, hey, there's a vampire coming to suck your blood. He's killing you. Maybe she'd have reacted to it. I mean, it seems like she knew. She it, probably knew what was going on better than they did, but just the lack of communication and trust really hurt them. Yes. Yeah, well, and with her being in the position, as you were saying, of an addict, basically, yeah. she wouldn't, couldn't, would have been damn hard for her to stop what was happening. Yeah, and also, like, I, why would you the, just leave her alone all the time? Yeah. Like, you don't, that's not, that's not what you do. And what was the name of the, the maid? Ingrid. Gerda. If Gerda knew... No, was Gerda the, was the woman at the hotel, right? Uh, no, Inga was the woman at the was, hotel. So Gerda was... The, if okay. they had just told her, like, this garlic is to save her life <laughs> from the vampire, she would have taken her out of the fucking room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he told... what the uh, What's his name? Alfred. Mm, Lord yeah. Holmwood. Or Arthur Holmwood. Okay, whatever. yeah. You know, this is absolutely it. necessary. Do not let it be moved, blah, blah, blah. And then they did not pass that information on to Gerda, who was actually watching over her. Like, yeah. <laughs> the person doing the job should know the information, not the person supervising yeah. the job. Well, and also, Mina was pretty open to Van Helsing. Like, she was talking to him and going to him, and he's just like, ah, I will tell you nothing, and I will continue to speak to this man who hates my guts. And yeah. and completely ignoring Mina. So I think, yeah, this movie would have been over so fast if they had, at any point, paid any fucking attention to a female character. But the actual... I'm sorry. Go ahead. The actual poll is, what if they would have told Mina what was going on? <laughs> it would have been a decidedly less British movie. <laughs> That's an Do accurate. we think... We probably are going to say no. The movie's in some way commenting on the lack of information being given to women. Not a hammer film. I can't think a hammer movie would be that I meta. actually kind of think I do because Mina, Mina's got a backbone. Mina's got some sass in her. I really yeah. actually kind of liked the character of Mina as a woman in a 1958 movie. Um, and I do feel, and that's actually the reason why I came up with the poll question, was I feel like if Mina would have known what was going on, that little urchin would have shown up and she would have gone fuck off. And no, it wouldn't have happened. Because Mina was not dumb. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She she went and she went to Van Helsing and said, I want that second opinion. Um, she, you know, I liked Mina in this movie. I like Mina in this movie. I liked her too until she took her hair down. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if they had told Mina, things would like. I think it would have been much more uh, penny dreadful with Eva Green mm-hmm. than whatever the than, than the ending we got. Yeah, was that it? 
Yes. That was the poll. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I kind of don't have Kinsey's whole little spiel, so I'm I can gonna... fake it. Go for it. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we are on our website is beyondthecabinwoods.com. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Beyond Cabin. Somebody stop me when I get one of these wrong. Yeah, the Instagram is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Twitter is just the Beyond just, Cabin. Just, just yeah. Beyond Cabin. Uh, we're on Patreon. If you want to see our videos where we discuss the rule, poll, and quote. Uh, support us there. Uh, we are part of Gumby Cat Networks, and we have a couple of sister podcasts and a brother podcast. Uh, there is the uh, Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffyverse rewatch, where they uh, watch episodes of both Buffy and Angel. Uh, there is Collective Snark, which is more of a general chat, pop culture, whatever's on their mind at that moment thing. Uh, and a rewatch of Supernatural, uh, The Family Business. Donna's either writing me a note or doodling. Doodling. Doodling, so I will ignore what she's doing. <laughs> um, so please reach out to us on all the social media, and uh, we'll catch you next time with uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, 1992, from Francis Ford Coppola. And thanks for Ryan being here. You always yes, good thanks, stuff Ryan. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And don't read the Latin. Let's take Dracula first. You know what? Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.